So a couple years down the road, you're out on a Friday night. You're in Brooklyn. You're uh, doing a, a DJ set at a bar. Sounds like I'm killing it. Right? It's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's like a monthly thing that you have. Once a month, it's the, the first Friday of the month. You get to DJ from 8 p.m. till question mark. Sick. The bar is called uh, Mega Low Down. Mega Low Down. It's a it's a bar that has uh, shark themed. Like there, there's Whoa. like a bunch of big sharks everywhere, cool. but they're on the they're on the low down. So like some of the sharks oh. are dressed like janitors, like gays in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, you know anybody who's looking to no, just that's the down low. The eye of the law. <laughs> yeah, so I get you. This place is decorated in just suspicious looking giant mega sharks. Yeah, right. Private investigator sharks. Yeah, there's uh, low, shark low and shark sharks. There's a shark there who's got on like a a duster. You know, and, and okay. a black fedora. You see the uh-huh. duster just kind of whipping in the wind. There's another shark there who's uh, dressed like a chef. He's got a big top hat on, and he's, his eyes are just like all over the place, you know? He's like sure. fearing for his life. So it's just like a bunch of like sharks on the run. At- sharks on the run. That's how you open every single show. Uh, Sharks on the run. Here they just fucking go nuts. So it's a it's a night where you you like you walk out of there feeling good, getting pretty fucking drunk. You get about five hundred bucks cash. Woo, that's a right? good gig. Because you get tips. You know what I mean? People, you know the, the hat gets passed. Yeah, you get drunk for free. Walk out of there five hundred in cash, and uh, maybe you make some new friends. Always. So you're at uh you're at the megalodown. You're parked underneath a shark who's uh dressed like a guy getting into a cannon to be shot out of it. You know, Tight. he's got on like a canvas jumpsuit and like a helmet with a big red, white, and blue star on the mm-hmm. side and he just but like the look in his eyes is pure fear. So you're just like underneath him, right? You set up the booth, right? You're uh getting things going. Everybody's having a great time. It's probably like three hours in it. 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's like the midpoint of your night, you know? It's when uh, when everything kind of hits its peak. Yeah, yeah. Popping off. Popping off. You put on a you put on a record. What's your popping off record? When everything builds Ooh. to a point and you're ready to De- fucking pop. Depends what the uh, party is. Your I pick. mean, who am I pick? We're popping off. I think uh, we got to probably hit uh, Aquarius by Evelyn King. So you pull, you pull it out. You look at it and you go unto yourself. You go, get ready, motherfuckers! It's about to pop the fuck off. Oh yeah, I've done right? that for sure. Somebody's like standing there, like waiting to request a song, and they hear you and they go, "What?" And you just give them this look. And they just leave. It's terrifying. So you. Uh, you play Aquarius, right? Place goes nuts. Aquarius ends, and and you can tell that it's like it's going to be a sustained burn, you know? Like it's oh gonna yeah, be, it's going to be hot for a while, and you just I know have like do. you just have like this great set, you know? Yeah, I play uh, Galaxy by War right after that. People so would just be like fainting. You're probably like an hour into this hot burn, you know what I mean? For sure. 
popping off. Pop City. You know, you know what you call that? In the groove. You're in the groove. We got the groove going. You're feeling good. You're in the groove. You have a great set, right? Been there. End of the night. Know it. You're kind of packing up, winding down. A woman walks up to you. She has a. Uh, she has bright red hair, soft pale skin, emerald green eyes, and a body that won't quit. She's dressed in a skin-tight, all-white dress that doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. She is, without a doubt, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your entire life. And she looks at you with those emerald green eyes, and she says, Hey, uh, I just want to say, that was fucking awesome. She goes, you, oh, well, thank you. you are so good. Yeah, I know. She goes, look, this is kind of weird. Um, would you be available to do like a, like a private event? Like, is that something that you can do? Absolutely. She goes, okay. She goes, um, my boss is being buried in three days. And we're looking funeral for DJ. to be a funeral DJ. <clears throat> she goes, wow. it's just like an hour before the services as soon as that's uh, as soon as you're done feel free to, to hit the buffet and you know take what you want and you can get out of there she goes it's going to be very exclusive she goes i'll pay you fifteen hundred dollars you have to sign an nda you can't tell anybody about what you see fifteen hundred dollars cash uh all right However, like I normally would get fifteen hundred dollars just for a regular. I mean, I'm making five hundred just hanging out, not even barely giving a shit tonight. Mm-hmm. That I would probably need two thousand because funeral. That's a very special. That needs a lot of extra special attention. She kind of you present your counter offer to her. Yeah, she kind of postures, sticks her hip out. She kind of looks at you. With those emerald green eyes. Mm-hmm. She thinks for a second. She goes, you know what? My boss was a great guy. If it's going to cost 2000 I can make that happen. All right. She goes, you drive a hard bargain. I'm Corndog. She goes, my name's Lucy. And she sticks her hand out. Like in the sky with diamonds? She kind of laughs. She goes, well, kind of. You shake her hand. I do shake her hand. You shake her hand, and she says, "Lucy Fur," and you, uh, you have this like, you have this like vision of being stranded on a on a lake of fire amidst a raft made of hot coals, you know, and just the oh. bottom of your feet are burning, and you just smell sulfur in the air for just like a second. And it's the it's the most horrible pain, and then uh, you kind of like kind of flashback and she's uh she's gone you're holding her business card in your hand there's an there's an address and a date and a time uh and uh her personal phone number do you call her do you go to the gig what do you do i gotta fulfill my obligation to the gig so you uh you look up where it is you know uh you show up on time with your gear you walk up to this uh this door in this nondescript building 
you uh, reference the card. It's the exact address. There's a mother of pearl doorbell to your right. You press it. It's like a satisfying click, you know? And you hear like a delicate chime on the other side of the door. Oh, sure. You hear the click clack of heels down a tile hallway. And you almost feel heat resonate from the from the glass. The door opens and uh, Lucy's standing there. She's wearing a, an equally as tight black dress, long black gloves, a black veil over her beautiful face. She goes, uh, thank you for coming, Kevin. She goes, follow me. She leads you into the uh, into the room, you know, where the where the body is. And she goes, you can just set up right over here. Just to the left of the uh, the casket. You look in the casket. It's a man you've never seen before. He's like a, a very handsome older man, like a silver fox. He's uh, he's wearing dark glasses. He's got on like a smoking jacket. You look at him and you can tell that he probably was a guy who had some money. So you set up just to the side of the, uh, the casket. Lucifer kind of looks at you from across the room. And she gives you a thumbs up. You give her a thumbs up. And people start coming in. What song do you play first? <clears throat> Was I not given a list of songs for the event? No, there's nothing there. Ooh, I should ask for a lot more money. <clears throat> no, no direction whatsoever, huh? Not at all. Well, uh, I don't even care that it violates the big chill clause. I'm playing Rolling Stones. Can't always get what you want. So you're, uh, you're playing Can't Always Get What You Want. People are filtering in. There's probably 100 seats in this room. Mm-hmm. You look around, and it's like a lot of people who uh, clearly come from wealth. Like a lot of like really nice suits, a lot of uh, fancy jewelry. Sure. You're looking around, and it's like, man, this looks like it looks like a bunch of like middle-aged Italian guys, you know. And you kind of get the feeling that this is like, oh, is this like a, is this like a like a mafia thing? Like, am I here? You know. So you're you're kind of not really sure. Um, but people are coming in, you know, the, the music's playing. They're not, nobody's like really addressing it. They're kind of just having casual conversations, kind of huddled in little bunches mm. spread out across the room. It's almost like they're separated into, I don't, I don't know, like, like families, you know, just their mm. own, own little crews within the bigger room itself. You keep playing music. What's another song you play? Uh, I think. I would if you said it seems like it's a mob thing, huh? Yeah, you kind of get that impression. I think uh, I would have to put on Frank Sinatra. That's life. You put on uh, Frank Sinatra. As soon as like the first two or three notes come out, everybody uh-huh. stops talking. A hush falls over the entire room. In unison, everyone turns. You feel 200 of the most intimidating eyes you've ever seen just burning holes through you. You kind of scan the crowd. There's an old man 
in a wheelchair, hooked up to oxygen. One family at a time, they all kind of turn and look at him. He uh, hits the little lever on the wheelchair. You hear the whir of the engine. And he looks at you and he, uh, he just gives you a thumbs up. Everybody exhales. Uh, they go back to talking. So you keep playing this music, right? Whew. The tension leaves. Uh, you're, you're playing, you know, you're playing whatever. Eventually, everybody sits down. Uh, Lucifer kind of motions to you. You uh, you grab your stuff and uh, and head out. You follow her into this like a uh, little back office area, and uh, it's like very nicely decorated. And she's got like a a large like cherry desk, you know. It's got a, an ornate painting with a gilded frame behind her desk. You sit down in the chair across from her look at her she pulls up her computer clicks a few times with her mouse and she goes okay uh here we go and uh she gets she pulls like a couple of envelopes out of her out of from her desk and mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you hear just like a ruckus and lucy's attention is immediately like drawn to the sound and you hear the you hear like the crash of of like just something tumbling over you hear like glass breaking and then you hear somebody yelling and then it gets very quiet and lucy goes what the fuck and she reaches into her desk and she pulls out a gun and she walks like right past you out and you see her kind of like holding the gun you look down there's a there's an envelope on the table what do you do uh, I checked to see if it has $2,000 cash in it. You grab the envelope, you go to like touch the envelope and then you hear just yeah. like the unmistakable firing of, of a gun. You hear like six or seven shots ring out. You hear somebody scream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You grab the envelope. It feels full of something, but it's like it's stuck together. It's like taped off. You go to pick it up and you know, like a bullet. You hear another one. It just zings like right by your head into the wall do you get out of there uh yeah so you like haul ass out of there you look and the last thing you do is you look down the hallway you see uh lucy crouched in like the the frame of the door the last thing you see before you leave is her just like barrel roll into complete chaos and the door's pneumatic arm slowly shutting it so you leave right you get out of there uh, it's fucking crazy. You get straight home, right? You just head right home. You just want to get home safe. You get home. You walk inside. You put like your keys down. You've got that envelope in your hand. You go, okay, you, you open it up looking for $2,000. But clearly this envelope was not meant for you. This is There's a deed to an apartment in Brooklyn. with nobody's name on it there's a sticky note attached to the deed it says account number and then it says 20,000 for repairs what do you do 
There's a key in the, the envelope. I mean, I guess I got to take the key, right? I don't know. You know what? I'm taking that key. I'm curious. I want to know what's up. So you go to the address. The address is uh, 1525 Shitty Court. S-H-Y-T-T-I-E. Shitty Court. Named after Cheryl Shitty. New York's uh, first astronaut. Cheryl Shitty from New York Shitty? The one and only. She had a horrible lisp. <laughs> so yeah, you, I, I remember from the from the TV. She you would think be, about that. You go, fuck, she had a street? Oh, Cheryl Shitty from New York Shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm running for Shitty Alderman. She did yeah, not I win the Alderman that. race. People I always the ask, Alderman with the lisp. I, I was the actor Alderman in Sarah City from New York Shitty. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, after the after the results came out of that, there was like a public poll, and they were like, "Why didn't you vote for her?" And a hundred percent of the participants said the lisp. Like, why are we? I didn't know what she. I did. I didn't know what she was talking about. I couldn't understand. How, I mean, I'm sure she was a good platform, but I I couldn't make sense of it either way. Yeah, it was a real shame. She could have done a lot of good. So you go to this. Uh, you go to the place, right? Fifteen twenty five. Mm-hmm. Shitty. You walk up. You find the. Uh, you find the apartment building. You go inside. You're up on the uh, third floor. Mm-hmm. You open it, and it's like surprisingly spacious. And it looks like it has like an updated interior. Like there's stainless steel appliances. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like a, a bigger kitchen than you anticipated with an island in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You've got. Uh, Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a walk-in closet, fancy, and a great fucking view with like a full patio that kind of like wraps around the corner of the building. Mm -hmm. You look out there, there's a fucking stainless steel barbecue grill, patio chairs, there's a TV, there's a lot of furniture around. The only thing you don't like about this is, frankly the flooring hmm. like it's like this really shitty old li- like linoleum tile mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you look at the uh the information for the uh like the twenty thousand for repairs and you basically find out that you have a twenty thousand dollar line of credit at a, a flooring store it's called the kingdom of heaven so you look it up online and you go to their website and uh, there's like a there's like a YouTube video there, you know, and you click play and it's just like a very scared looking man wearing like blue jeans and a red shirt. And he's like looking into the camera. He's so uncomfortable. And he goes, uh, hi, I'm Kevin Heaven and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. And he like gestures behind him and it is the world's biggest flooring store that is traded on the new york stock exchange right they have one location and it is just aisles of tiles for miles at the kingdom of heaven it's a publicly traded company yeah so uh i mean it looks like they have fucking everything you know he uh but he looks like i said so uncomfortable like he doesn't want to be there it's like people are forcing him to do it you know uh 
So you go, right? The next day, you uh, you go to the kingdom of heaven. You pull up. There's a set of pearly gates. There's a guy in, the, in a booth. He's got a name tag on. It says St. Peter. A car goes through, and then like these spikes shoot up. Like the kind where it's like, these are going to fuck your tires up if you come any yeah, closer, sure. bro. You know? Like a whole strip comes up. Almost like a fucking alligator coming out of the swamp. You know, just like a big row of teeth. Staring down the barrel of them. Strikes fear in your heart. St. Peter looks at you and he says, Welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Couldn't give a shit less. And then the spikes recede and you drive through. As soon as you pass, those spikes are right back up. It's one at a time. It's pretty clear. So you park. You walk inside. And it is just like... You ever walk into like a like a retail place and it's like, how are they? How is this so clean? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like one of those kind of places. Like you walk in, uncomfortably clean, uncomfortably clean. Yeah, like everything had just been opened. Yeah, a a new Target, a brand opening weekend. Yeah, it's weird. So you walk in and uh, you're looking around. You see uh They've got they've got it broken up by you know like wood flooring, vinyl, carpet. Carpet's got a whole bunch of different subsections. Too many for me to name. So you're looking around. What kind of flooring would you want to get? You were going to redecorate the park. Well, only got twenty thousand dollars bang for my buck. I think I got to go like laminate flooring, like fake wood. What would you want? You know, if budget wasn't an issue, yeah. Give me that hardwood, baby. The hardwood. So you're kind of like walking around. You, you're like, just out of curiosity, you kind of stroll through the hardwood section. You hang a left, and it looks like the aisles just seem like forever long, you know? Like there's so many selections. It's not intimidating, but it's just a really long aisle, you know? Mm-hmm. But once again, it feels like you could walk it forever and time wouldn't pass, but it's just a long aisle. So you kind of take a few steps into it, and uh, you see this guy. He's kind of like, he's kind of like putting these big, like, uh, he's like unloading a pallet into the storage underneath. He uh, he finishes. He's like remarkably swift for his size. He's not a very big man. He kind of picks the pallet up with ease, and he turns and he looks at you, and he is so startled. Right, he is visibly uncomfortable to have to have a conversation with another human being. He looks at you and he goes, he kind of steals himself. He goes, "Hi, I'm Kevin Heaven. Welcome to the Kingdom of Heaven." And it's him. Those blue jeans, that red shirt Whoa. from the commercial. From the commercial. He kind of looks. He looks. He uh, looks like a little more confident because he got that one out pretty good. And he goes, "Uh, what can I help you with?" Uh, I was just looking for some hardwood floors. He kind of like, uh, he sets the pallet down. He takes a few steps over to you. He says, uh, what size room are you covering? Uh, it's a three bedroom, two bath. So you guys kind of like talk. They didn't give me exact dimensions. So you, you, uh, you guys like talk about it, right? You uh, you give him like a rough idea, kind of about the square footage, you know. Uh, you kind of tell him what you're looking for, you know, like a hardwood. You give him your budget, and he kind of like runs his hand along his chin, and he goes, "Aha! 
follow me. And he kind of like leads you down that forever long aisle. You take a walk uh, with Kevin Heaven in front of you. He stops in front of like this dark hardwood, right? It's uh, I, I'm not even really sure what you would call it. It's just like a very dark brown. Not quite like an espresso, you know what I mean? Like a cherry wood? Probably probably not as much red, but yeah. Mm. In that in that general vicinity. Mm. And he looks at you and he says, uh This is all I have. I'm blowing it out. And he basically goes on to tell you that he'll be able to take care of everything, install it all for uh seventeen five out the door. He's got to. He's got to. Got to make room for new product. I, I say, Mister, you got yourself a deal. You shake his hand. He tells you he'll be there tomorrow. So you go home, excited about the purchase. Hell yeah! You, um, you know, you uh, look forward to the next day more than you look forward to a new day in a long time. Oh, I need this. The next morning, you wake up ahead of your alarm, excitement in the air. You make breakfast for yourself. Two eggs, over medium, bacon. A little more on the crispy side than you normally like, because today's going to be a good goddamn day. Yeah. little wheat toast, a little butter, a little jam. Thank you, ma'am. That's what you say to yourself as you put that fucking jam on that buttered toast. You have a great breakfast. Smile Ooh, on your face. Uh. You uh, you head over to 1525 Shitty. You unlock the door. You go inside uh, your new place. And like the natural light is astounding, right? It's like uh, it's even better in the daytime than it was when you saw it last night. Pull awesome. it. It's like, it's like an incredible place. This is great. So you're there for maybe 20 minutes. You get a knock on the door. What do you do? Who is it? He goes, it's me, Kevin Heaven, from the kingdom of heaven. I'm Kevin Heaven. Huzzah, one moment. You come in, uh, so you like open the door. He's like holding several stacks of these things of flooring, right? He's got them all stacked up on his shoulder. There's how he's doing it, I don't know. He comes through your doorway. One of them falls mm-hmm. off. He catches it with his foot, flips it back up on top, and it lands perfectly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He drops him down on the floor, and he looks around. He goes, nice place. Thanks. He uh, he kind of like takes a, uh, a walk around. He, uh, he counts the boxes, nods to himself. He pulls out a... Uh, a, a like a little pocket notebook and he grabs for his uh his, his like his front pocket and he goes left my pen outside and from his back pocket he pulls out a little carpet sample like a little carpet swatch you know and uh he you know how there's like carpet that you can like move the grain and it looks like a different color or like dark yeah it's like mm-hmm. that and he draws a, a pen on it and he shakes the swatch and a pen falls out into his hand Awesome. He, uh, that. he takes a swatch and he puts it on top of the box. 
He's, he writes something down in his notepad, puts it back in his pocket. He grabs a box and he goes, well, time to get started. And he walks into the other room. Uh, hey, man, what's up with that uh, carpet swatch there? He's whistling as he walks away. He's whistling uh, a church hymn called uh, The Day They Put Him Up. Sure. The day they put him up, put him up. was the day was I the day fell, in fell in love. Cause Jesus, Jesus he died, he died for, for me. me. Yeah, he died for my sins, for my sins. and he do it and again. He did again. Jesus, Jesus, he died, he died for, for me. So he's like, uh, he's like singing that, right? Yeah, he doesn't. He's like once again in the zone. You're looking at that the carpet swatch. Do you do anything with it? Uh, yeah, man. What do you do? What do you draw on it? I, a gun. What kind of gun? Uh, just your classic uh, Colt forty-five handgun, a dirty Harry. If you if you do, you draw that fucking dirty Harry, and you uh, you draw it perfectly, and you look at the carpet, and you go, "Make my fucking day." And you shake it, and this Colt forty-five falls out into your hand, and it lands perfectly with your finger on the fucking trigger. Yeah. What do you do? I say, I'll be taking this here carpet swatch, mister. So you say that to Kevin Heaven? Yeah. So you walk into the other room. He's laying, he's laying down that fucking beautiful hardwood floor that he gave you at a hell of a discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got the gun cocked feel confident as you stride into the room yeah you walk in there with a carpet swatch in your hand and you say i think i'll be taking this mister and he turns around and he sees you and he sees that you're holding the gun and he sees you're holding the carpet and you see pure terror roll across his face mm-hmm. you see a vein bulge out of his forehead you see tears well mm-hmm. up in the corner of his eyes and he looks at you and he says what have you done? And you're kind of you kind of like laugh about it for a second, and then uh, just in that moment, you see like a uh, like a like an octopus. You see just like a giant flaming red octopus. Like it looks like it's made out of like magma. It uh, the tentacles uh-huh. come like out of the swatch itself, and uh, it turns into like a needle point, and it hits you right in the throat, and you fall to the ground. It slowly burns a hole in the middle of your neck, all the way up to the top of your head, and you look out. You can't breathe, but your brain is still working, and you see for just a split second, the exact split second before your fucking spinal cord gets severed by an octopus from hell. You look and you see Kevin Heaven standing in front of you, wings extended from his back. He's wearing a he's wearing like a shiny helmet that's just emitting light on top. And he's got on these sandals and he's like floating eight inches above the air. And he unsheaths like a comically large broadsword. Oh no. Oh no. He uh he says, I'm Kevin Heaven and he like sort of charges at whatever's coming towards him and then he fucking uh-huh. dies. Yeah. You die you go to hell. Yeah. You have to take care of that octopus that killed you, right? You have to feed That's it. what my hell is? Yeah, I have, have to, to feed, feed the octopus? Uh, you have to feed it all of your new blood every day. Oh. Yeah. Your body keeps making blood when you're in hell. Uh, I get but- exca- 
exsanguination? What do they call that? I don't fucking know. I'm they not drain, a goddamn doctor, but you just have to do that. Yeah, they drain all my blood. Yeah. Every, all of your new blood every day. So if you like eventually, like if you like get cut when you're in hell and you lose blood, you don't get that back. Mm. Eventually, after like thousands of years, all of the blood has left your body and you're just like a walking bag of bones and organs that's barely kept alive only by the power of Satan. And you just kind of wander all across yeah. hell for the rest of eternity. And every day, just this fucking eight-legged demon this octopus from hell just has to suck all the new blood right out of you. It does it through everywhere imaginable. Every single day, it's a new hole somewhere on you. You're just a series of holes for this thing. It's complete agony. It sounds like when I did a medical study. <laughs> yeah, you betrayed the trust of Kevin Heaven and he fucking died. He, he was just trying to give me a good deal. Yeah, man, he's a great guy. Was, why did you fucking, why did you fuck him over? He did nothing. Because, he was nothing but kind to you. <laughs> because he had a he had a supernatural resource that I wanted. Yeah, and it cost you your fucking life and your afterlife. Hey, so you know what? So it goes. Yeah. Tell me that when you, you know, have no blood some, left. <laughs> sometimes sometimes the free apartment and the sick deal on the hardwood floors is not enough. <laughs> well, when you've got the power of a deity at your disposal, you know, free hardwood floors seems kind of uh, low priority at that point. Okay. But, you know, that's just the uh, inner anti-hero in me speaking. Yeah, they I, just like, I, I just, you know, I love me a good uh, heel turn. That's just, uh, I can't help myself. Well, congratulations. You fucking died. Well, here's the rub. <laughs> I'm going to die anyways... Yeah. every time this was so, so i might as i might as well um take the big plunge yeah you know okay. sometimes you just got to take that big swing and let the uh let the consequence uh or at least let the action be worth the consequence i'll put it that way all right and i you know if i got a handle i don't mind octopus that much so if it's like an eternity of me and the octopus. There's worse things to be. Oh, you never make you dry. never make friends with it or anything. It always, what? always yeah. It just it uses you for your new blood every day. That's all you. That's I'm all not, it is. No, no Stockholm syndrome. No like you, familiarity. You try, you try to like latch onto it, but it does not want to be friends with you. It doesn't want anything to do with you other than you for the blood bag that you are. Well. I still think it was worth it for a hot second to have that power. Could you imagine? Woo! I don't know. Right. Drawing a gun and getting it. I get why these guys want to 3D print these guns now. Yeah. Well, they're going to help it's, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, we're, we're, we're all going to be getting drained every day, except theirs is going to be what? A printer? They're going to be the toner for their 3D printer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, I still say, I still say it was worth it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs>